No Joel Friday today. No Joel Friday today. He's live Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday, I mean, at uh, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Very nice. And um, American Anchor Baby is live Monday through Thursday at a, at a noonish Pacific time. And that is going to be at 4 p.m. today. 4 p.m. American Anchor Baby. Nice. Uh, so what are we going to talk about today on Hake? I have... Oh, oh, you guys liked that one track that I played at the end of yesterday's... Um, Show No Temptation by Brian Wood from the from an old Christian punk album, old meaning 1998. It's not that old. Uh, one tw- by 121. So I'm sharing it. I'm sharing the MP3 because I can't find it anywhere uh, on the internet except for listed on a discography uh, website. So what a mess. So I just posted it in the live chat for you guys. If you're uh, Watching on YouTube or Twitch or DLive or Discord, which is not really a place to watch online. Um, <laughs> so I have some cool music to play for you guys today. News throughout the week, maybe a little bit. Uh, maybe a little bit more about Biden, because he posted a weird Elmo tweet. Some calls to get to, and we'll just have a loosey-goosey Friday show. How about that? It's interesting how some of you guys don't really... You hear something that I say, and this applies to all of life, and you jump to conclusions about what I mean. Like yesterday I said, uh, the, the lady went up to, the lady, the supposed R-word victim went up to Mike Tyson's uh, room at one in the morning, and two of you people said, that's not a reason for her to R-word her. I'm like, I was suggesting that it wasn't actual R-word, it was the consensual, but degenerate, admittedly, consensual S-word. So, uh, that's one example, and another example is, um, well, I'll have to, maybe I'll think about it later, because I don't want to get too carried away in this intro here. (sighs) I kind of want to think of it right now, though, because it's, uh, uh, oh, the other one was... The Virgin Mary did not remain a virgin after she, you know, got married and started having kids with Joseph. She started having kids with Joseph after she had Jesus. So she was not a virgin after that. And so one of the girls, one of the ladies, was like, Ah, hey, she was a virgin. But not afterwards. Some people think that she was even a virgin forever, for her whole life. Uh, Don't think so, because Jesus had siblings, I think. Your mother and brothers are here to see you. Who are my mother and brothers and sisters? Jesus said. It's in the Bible. And I've gone through that with friends. Uh, It's something that everybody falls prey to. Uh, Anyway, guys, let's get right on with the show! Oh, it's the hate report, the hate report. 
Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this beautiful beach scenery and that overcast day in San Clemente, San Onofre, California. Beautiful there, if you're watching the video feed. And enjoying the AJ Gallardo original. This is the original theme song. Oh, it's the Hake Report, the Hake Report, la la la. you guys doing? I'm fine. I have my uh, obvious globe t-shirt on. Obvious globe. Uh, that you can get, you can get yours. Uh, if you're a flat earther, you can get it to mock me. Or if you're a ball tar like me, you can get it to, to show your flat earth friends slash fiends. So it's nice. You can go to thehakereport.creator-spring.com <laughs> uh, or thehakereport.com and look for the Teespring link in the menu there. Very nice. Very, very, very nice. Right on. Um, somebody said, Hake, you look 10 pounds heavier in that shirt. It's because it's a nice, heavy shirt and it's, uh, I got this one that's the thicker one. It's not the upscale, fancy-dancy t-shirt, and it doesn't stretch as much. It's a little bit thicker. It's, I think it's Gildan or something. What does that say? Can you guys read that? <laughs> what does it say? Can you zoom in on that, Hassan? <laughs> I'm just curious if it's readable. I think, oh, I don't know if he can do it, because that's, that would be from something else. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's not important. It's wait. Let's we're wasting time. <laughs> what a mess. Uh, thanks for trying though, Hassan. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Hake just being silly. I don't want to say the S word. Oopid stay. Let me get to a call, guys. Uh, first time caller Scott in Nebraska is on the line. How are you doing, Scott? I'm good, man. How you doing, Mister Hake? I'm fine. Of California, it's beautiful. <laughs> we, we were recently on a band list from your state. You were on uh, a band list, banned from traveling to us. No, our state was on a band list from your representatives coming to our state. Oh, we had passed. We had passed five seventy four here in our state. What's five seventy four? It, it prohibits the sexual experimentation on minors that's been very prevalent in our culture as of late. Oh, which is to say the transgender mess on yes, children. Like the yes, hormone sir, blockers, even, stuff correct. like that. Well, I, would, I don't even use their words, though, because I don't believe, if you don't believe that a girl can actually be turned into a boy or a boy can be turned into a girl, right. you don't see transgenderism, you just see torture of children. I just see a bunch of crimes against humanity and people who hate God or hate their own existence i don't know what to call it that's fair it's, yeah man, i like crazy. that yeah bro I, one way of looking at it i think is uh what do they call it? munchausen syndrome oh i've yeah where the mother uh yeah. sort of lives vicariously keep, through the child or something gross yeah, like they that keep, they'll, they'll keep the child at risk in order to make themselves feel useful in order to it's it, yeah it's a mental disorder like i've talked to a another senator a number of senators actually about this same stuff 
one of them told me uh, he thinks that a new term that they've just coined called malignant narcissist narcissism or narcissist disorder. And I, I'd say it's probably akin to like Munchausen. Like, yeah, like you, you torture your child so that you can be a hero because you have some kind of hero complex. Yeah. I mean, how do you spell that? Do you know how to... <laughs> I hate M-U-N-C-H-A-U-S... I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's that's. Yeah, I think you're right. E N S E N. Yeah, it, but I mean, it's an interesting concept that that you. One of the things that you can do if you want to try and 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 hold these people to account is always challenge them on the language because it's always hidden in the language. Right. It's, it's a manipulation of like gender affirming. What does that mean? I know gender affirming <laughs> would be <laughs> would mean? be no son or no. Uh, Young man, you are a young man. You are not a girl. Right. That's right. Gender affirming. That's what affirming the gender is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They are so communist. That's the same thing with. Yep. Racism, all those things. Racism was a a lie made up to um, call being a nation a bad thing. (laughs) Yeah, they had. They had, um, man, like, you've seen. uh, You ever watch Bill Maher? I've seen bits and pieces of him, yeah. And so he had uh, Bernie Sanders. Was Bernie Sanders the socialist from out east? Yes. Bernie Sanders. Okay. He had Bernie on there, and he challenged Bernie, like, okay, well, um, what do you see as the difference between equality and equity? And he had to think about it for a minute. He was like, uh, uh, that's a good one, because these people don't pay close attention to the words, and they will promote things that they really don't know what they're promoting. Right. The equality and equity are like antithetical to each other. That's so equity, true. Yeah, it's definitionally, it's like a compensatory practice. Right. So I'm going to take some of what you got and give it to Sally. That's the opposite of equality by law. And like and honestly, equality, equality is, is thrown around in ways that it never was even meant to be. Like, yes, sir. we're just supposed to be treated the, the same well, based on right. how we act, depending... Right. The way you, if you kill somebody under these circumstances in this way, you get this punishment, no matter who yeah. you are. But uh, well, it's not like, like that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, it is, it is overused. The word equality is being overused because the only way it should be used in American society is equality under the law. Right. That the law treats us all equally when we come through a court system or something. Or you come into interaction with some kind of facet of the law. Yeah. It should treat us the same, but that's about it. Like, other than that, you shouldn't keep hearing people overusing this. But, see, there's, like, a root to this. See, I'm a, I'm a consultant, but I'm a human rights consultant, so everybody has their own special interest, and they try and partner, you know, human rights with their particular agenda. Uh-huh. Now, human rights are, you know, what was established by the 1948 Universal Declaration of Human Rights after uh, World War II. Do you that believe was, you in know, human rights? Yes, sir. I believe that there are human rights, that we are given by the nature of our humanity that, that are given us by God that can't be restricted by the government. Can I you, believe there's something outside of civil rights called human rights. Can you, An example of, like, yeah. like uh, Article 3 is the right to life, and so I'm a pro-life guy. And uh, we, we just stopped abortions in our state, or we pushed them back. Yeah. You know, so anything past six weeks, and, uh, we just had a big right to life march on the 27th on my daughter's birthday uh, just last week. So. Whoa, don't dox. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, so what are, but, oh, well, uh, that's what I was saying. So I okay. was consultant and I, I got retained by, see, I'm not into politics. 
like uh, I'm just a parent. I'm just a, a just father. A, like a real simple guy, bro. Yes, and I and I I don't like getting caught up in a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't concern me. So I never paid attention to politics. Uh, what I come to find out was I had somebody retain me as a consultant for a campaign. It was a political campaign. Now, I wasn't working with these people to try and help them win elections, but they told me that they wanted a better understanding of civil rights. And so I, I worked with them as a consultant on that issue. And I remember I was sitting and eating lunch. The candidates were cool. The candidates I worked with, you know, they were all good people. But, you know, they got these grassroots campaigns, or not the grassroots, I guess. It's the opposite of the grassroots, because instead of building from the bottom to the top, it builds from the top to the bottom. So they have to put right. people in place that they don't really know that well. And I was sitting eating lunch with this girl, and she was like, so why do they have you on this campaign? Like, you're a consultant. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, so what do you do? And I was like, well, civil rights consultation, stuff like And she was like, okay, so... um she was like, like what they're doing with the LGBTQ. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, more like, like I, I was like, it's more like um, pushing back against things like the separation of water fountains or something like that. You know, uh, that would be that would be something like separation of dining or schools or like what Joe Biden was. Joe Biden's been a an avid like advocate for segregation his whole time in government, and so I'm, I'm not for segregation. I'm an integrationist. I believe people can live together. I believe there's no such thing as race, that we're all one human race, and genetic uh, markers don't exist for that, according to anthropologists and geneticists. So race is all made up. But shouldn't, so I don't, shouldn't t- lo- local towns be allowed to segregate their their neighborhoods without the f- larger governments like the state or the federal government getting involved? Like a uh, housing neighborhood? Yeah. Oh yeah, you do whatever like like the neighborhood association or yeah, the neighborhood or the city or or whatever, the the men of the area, shouldn't they uh, enforce things how they want it to be whether it's segregated or integrated or not and not I mean, have I the state you, impose the state or the government in, or the federal government impose or I'd the county. If you had, I'd say if you had a community um that you could define definitively, like give boundaries to, uh-huh. then yeah, you could talk about that. Like, hey, we want, you know, this is a Christian community. We're Christian here. Yeah. And we have we have Christian beliefs and we don't but if you're saying like according to like skin tone or phenotype, those are hard to how do you say where one race stops and another race begins? You know what I mean? What do you do let about Let them who, let them figure that out. Or, right, right, right. And then if you're well, if enough. you're uh if you're uh if you're ambiguous, then just watch out. <laughs> you go, you're like, am I okay <laughs> here? You can just float around. You can go wherever. You can walk but around no. there. You just can't live there. <laughs> there you go. But no, this, this is kind of like the larger point I was making was when I worked with these people, um, she was like trying to attach these two, these two uh, agendas, I guess. You know, like oh, the education yeah. of water fountains is the same as the LGBTQ. Str- I said, hey, look. They might have some similarities, but they're not the same. Right. And I was like, you know, asking for uninhibited sexual liberation to do whatever you want. You can't act like we haven't restricted sexual behavior in our society. It's always been restricted. It's been restricted by law. Right. So the idea that love is love, that's nonsense. I don't want to hear that. And so I told her that, and she was like, oh. And she looked down at my hand, and I have on my forefinger, I have a crucifix with Jesus on it. Uh And so she looked down and goes, oh, you're one of them. I said, what? And I said, yeah, I'm a Christian. And she was like, okay. And then she was quiet the rest of the time. 
Uh, and so I was like, we got done eating lunch, and I said, hey, you know, I'm about to take off. I got a couple errands to run, but I'll see you guys tomorrow. And they said, actually, we're good. And I was like, well, I'll see you later this week then. They said, actually, we're good the whole week. And I was like, oh, okay, because I was volunteering my time. And I was okay. like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. It's cool. And then the candidate's reaching out to me like, hey, man, how have you been lately? Like, you don't even know, man. You don't stay in touch with your people. Your people are weird. I don't even mess with them no more. Yeah. That's so, interesting, I, man. Yeah, the... The so you're trying to influence politicians to be for normal well, normal uh, racial um, equality or whatever, yeah. as and then these people are pushing equality for all the degenerate stuff mixed in with all of the uh, normal race stuff. Right, and, yep. and this is what I this is what I noticed was they they came to me. Now these are Democrats, but like I said, I'm not trying to help them win elections. But I was trying to help them understand a specific problem. And they come to me like they're trying to get a better understanding of civil rights. Right. And so in order to do that, I'm like, I'm like, uh, my bad, my nephew just come to the car. He was going to ask, probably, I don't know, for a cigarette or what. I just kind of <laughs> like waved him off. Like, get up out of here, man. Look, I'm on the phone. Um, but no, they, they say they come and ask for a better understanding of civil rights because they want to make sure that people have equal opportunity and all this. And I started to realize that's not what they're doing. The more that you talk to these people, they're using this stuff as a tool. They use it to win elections and they oppress people with it. It's all BS. Yeah. And they don't really have their heart in trying to resolve any of these problems. I noticed that real quick. But after that happened, you know, you ever heard of shooting a messenger? So you can give these people bad news. They're like, I don't have an agenda. You know what I mean? My agenda is for the preservation of humanity. Like, like that's my agenda. That's my special interest. I'm a, I'm a humanitarian. And so if people try and push their agendas on me and they don't, they don't uh, intersect well, you know, I mean, we're at odds, then um, I'm going to come down on the side of human rights. And so I, I told these people, like, I'm not messing with y'all no more. And I thought that I had, after that, the government started my state, people in our state and stuff, because I work in the humanities. Sector, in Nebraska? Yeah, and it's on the left. The humanity sector is definitionally it's, it's a, on the left. And so I'm a conservative, so I always get a little pushback in my sector. But after I started telling these people what's what in politics, they started coming after my family. And I was like, oh, man, it's, this is nonsense. So I go to, because the Democrats had asked me for help as a consultant. So I go to the Republicans in my state. Because like I said, I don't know anything about politics. I don't even vote. I don't pay attention to it. It's not my problem. I try and stay out of it. And that was, that was how I was living until this. And so I go to the Republicans in my state. I'm like, why are you guys messing with me? And they said, messing with you who? And I said, you know who I am. Why are you messing with my family? And I help these people. And those are your enemies. So now you're attacking me by proxy. And they said, we don't know who you are. I said, well, you guys are Republicans, right? And they said, yeah. And I said, so, well... What do the Republicans believe in? They said, we believe in live and let live. And I was like, oh, yeah? And they was like, oh, my goodness, this guy is trying to park. <laughs> you know what, though? Case in point, man. I know you guys talk about the immigration issue a lot. And a lot of people that immigrate to our country illegally that don't come the right way, they can't drive. Oh, I they know that. A, man, it causes a lot of problems. There's wrecks everywhere and all True. this. And I see this guy trying to park right now. I'm like, oh, my God, please don't hit my car. Because he's trying. <laughs> uh, uh. Scott, I got to yeah. run, man. It's interesting oh, man, hearing he from you. Call me again.
All right, brother. I appreciate you, man. It's nice talking to you, man. Keep up the good work. Thank you. You too. Take care. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Oh, he got me. Man. He's quick. He's a professional. Hake's an amateur. He got me with that click. The click of the hang-up. Thank you, Scott in Nebraska. William in California is on the line. William, what's up, man? How you doing? All right. How you doing? Hey, I don't want to hold you up too much, but I forgot what I called about yesterday. Uh, uh, my man Joe in Phoenix out there, you, we, you guys were talking about the numbers as far as the crime and everything. But right. What I forgot to tell you is that... Joe in Phoenix not- wanted to deny that the blacks are seven, eight, nine times more frequently per capita resisting arrest than the other races up in San Francisco area. Maybe, maybe, yeah. but, but I mean, <laughs> no, that's the numbers from, uh, a, a report a few years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, well just, I mean, you know, I respect what Joe says, you know, be cool. I don't, uh, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I respect I mean, I Joe to, I as a person with him. I don't have to agree with him everything and attack him or nothing, but I'm yeah. just saying I respect him. Good. Yeah, but I respect Joe, him. I don't respect anything he says. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, maybe that. Yeah. Hey, Joe, there's there's not even eight hundred and fifty thousand people in San Francisco. It's really small, and only not even forty five thousand are black. So they wouldn't be able to fill up the Giants ballpark. But if you ask me, who's doing the crime? What would you think? It would be disproportionately the blacks. Per capita, right? Yeah. I mean, even, even like, Joe even admitted in his phone call when uh, John from Kentucky called in earlier this week that half the violent crimes, roughly, are by blacks, even though they're 13% of the population, plus or minus. Yeah, well, they're 6% in San Francisco. So that's, go figure. Crazy. Take it from there. Yeah. What a mess. Interesting. Yeah. Well, thanks for clarifying that. I, had, was yeah, he I totally like, blanked out, and I forgot I was going to tell you, because you guys were talking about that, and I'm like, well, remember they're closing stores, like, you know, you wouldn't believe out there, but they're Walgreens, they're Safeway. They're right. CVS's. And, yep. And they're not having medication for these senior citizens, but, you know, like I said, who's doing this is their... Uh, congregations, children. Yeah. Well, grandchildren by now. They're probably grandchildren, you know. Yep. And then you see the chains on the refrigerators because they're smashing and grabbing everything. So I just wanted to throw that out there. It's not even 50,000 blacks in San Francisco. Yeah. It's out of 800,000. It's really out of control. And it's it's really untold numbers because most of the, the, most of crime, I would, I would gander... I would hazard a guess that most crimes, people get away with the most crimes. Well, not only that, it's the way they report it out there, too. Yeah. If it's, it's, if it's a crime and it's black, they'll say it's a crime. Right. They will not distinguish whether or not it's a, what, what ethnicity. If they, if, put it yeah, because the media has an agenda to protect the blacks from uh, repentance. Right, 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 right. They're a mama. You know it, it, the way they report it is if they don't mention the ethnicity, kind of know it's like black <laughs> no not you, you don't know not but, 100%, but you, not 100 yeah. percent. but most of the time when they don't mention the ethnicity of the person with the crime this is how the bay area reports their news i'm telling you yeah no when it's interracial it, it, if it's an interracial crime 
If it's a they'll white on black, they'll mention it. Other they'll than that, they pretty much won't. They won't be right. They won't. Right. They'll, they they'll put it. it in the headline if it's if it or the right. top line, top early lines of the uh, story. Exactly. If it's like Derek Chauvin had nothing to do with it, uh, exactly. George Zimmerman had nothing to do with it, and whatever else. I mean, yeah, like that. Yeah, like that. Crazy. All right, man. Hey, take it easy and have a good weekend. All right, you too, William in California. All take right. care. All right. Bye. Okay. So there's been a lot of news happening throughout the week that I'd like to touch on because it's, um, it's sort of interesting and I didn't really get to uh, touch on them. Harvard is doing a civil rights lawsuit against the Muslims. I told you this on Tuesday in Hake News. A federal civil rights complaint filed Monday against Harvard University on behalf of Muslim and Pakistani, uh, Palestinian, I mean, students who say they, the school failed to protect them if it's, if, as if it's their, the job of the school to protect you uh, from harassment and intimidation. You're going to get uh, harass. First of all, harassment is a woman word, but people do uh, nag you. There are such a thing as naggers. <laughs> Indeed, there are naggers even in the chat. Shout out to the chat. Shout out to the naggers. Don't hate the naggers. Um, and uh, intimidation. Intimidation. <laughs> Women get intimidated easily and then they turn around and try to use the government to intimidate you. Or the school to intimidate you. Whatever they can. So much for strong, independent w- women, huh? They, uh, this complaint alleges students faced rampant harassment and racist attacks, including doxing, stalking, and assault, simply for being Palestinian Muslim and supporters of Palestinian rights. I thought these schools had high standards of sensible people who can see a person and not make assumptions about that person. Guess not. Guess not. They see a white man speaking plainly about the blacks. They think, a white man must be racist. You sound like a racist. Which is no even such thing. It's just somebody telling the truth about the situation. People in their heads. I talked about that earlier, uh earlier t- at the beginning of the show people in their heads Haig said uh, does it change your your mind at all does it make you pause to know that the woman according to Trump went up to uh, Mike Tyson's room decades back when he was accused of the R word against some woman that the woman went up to his room Mike Tyson's room at one o'clock in the morning that doesn't mean he gets to R word her That's not what I'm saying. Think for yourself. Pause. Stop jumping to quick conclusions. But care is involved in this victimhood mess. Care. My opinion, have they done anything good in America? You guys heard of care? C-A-I-R. Council on American-Islamic Relations. JLP has interviewed people from CARE and MPAC, Muslim Political Action Committee or something like that. They said the U.S. has experienced a relentless wave of anti-Muslim and anti-Palestinian hate since October 7th, uh, Hamas attack on Israel. So Hamas, uh, Muslim uh, guys in uh, Palestine, running Palestine with a, with a hard fist, not giving the Palestinians much rights to protest against them, <laughs> according to the stories. 
I could be mistaken. The organization said they got 3,500 complaints of bias and discrimination from October to December 2023. I think this is sort of a reticular activator. You, uh, somebody tells you to notice something. Oh, I'm noticing hatred towards me. Where you wouldn't really notice it, but they're calling attention to it, so you're going to notice it more. You're, or you're going to imagine that you're noticing it more. Oh, they're hating me because I'm a Muslim. Remember when the Asians were uh, getting attacked? Which I, I doubt that they've stopped attacking them, right? You know, blacks frequently will attack Asians on the street. Over, uh, it was covered even by Colin Flaherty, who died a few years ago now, or a couple years ago at least. And it seemed like maybe after he died, they finally started covering this because of the China virus. Oh, actually, maybe, maybe Colin Flaherty was still alive. But because of the China virus, and Trump called it the China virus, they're like, oh, hey, this is stuff is happening. But it had been happening ever s- before Trump. Before Trump. It had been happening, the attacks on Asians. Because Asians, oftentimes, if they're elderly, and they're walking in the street, they look weak. And a lot of times, these blacks who do the knockout game will attack the weak, the uh, vulnerable, the unsuspecting. It's like a uh, mountain lion. You know, in the wild, the wild animal will attack the straggler, the person, catch them unawares. If you're uh, vigilant, if you're looking around, they won't attack you. They're less likely. And if you're tall and strong looking, making a lot of noise, throwing rocks at the mountain lion, the wild animal, it won't attack. But if it can sneak up on you, it'll get you. Same thing with the, you know, the attacks on the street. The knockout games and things like that. They mostly go after the people who are, can't defend themselves and are unsuspecting. It's crazy. But the dishonesty was, oh, these Asians getting attacked and they're suffering things like the, the main thing that they were suffering was shunning. Or shunning. Shunning is in your imagination. I feel shunned. Because most of the time, people are not going to say, oh, you're Asian? And then, like, say, I'm shunning you. <laughs> I had one friend tell me he experienced racism. He was Asian. They put me in the corner of the restaurant. Way over in the corner. <laughs> And he thinks it's because he's Asian. And he has no idea whether it was, that's why. People in their heads. So the same thing with the Muslims. But diversity is a strength. Satan feeding these people's imagination. And mostly, I think that it's Asians and, I mean, the, in the, this case of the Muslims, it's the Muslims and Jewish people getting all mad at each other. And then the people who have a beef with Muslims or people who have a beef with the Jewish people, the Jews, uh, also getting involved in stuff that doesn't concern them, except that these people, these people are in our uh, country blocking traffic, shutting down freeways, and protesting about stuff that uh, is not, should not concern them or us. Foreigners. <laughs> Shout out to the foreigners. You see, the, you see the Armenians doing it. You see all these different people doing these protests about their home countries. 
if you will, in our country. What a mess. I think we should not be getting involved in it. It's ridiculous. And then I'll get back to calls. I read in Hague News today about the UNRWA, something like that, UN Relief and Works Agency, something like that, for Palestine. It's been since 1949 they established that thing, after the 1948 uh, Palestinian War or whatever. It's around the time that they founded Israel, right? One One year older than JLP. They established this organization in like 20 countries stopped funding it. So how many countries fund this agency that supports so-called Palestinian refugees and others? Uh, Refugees from 75 years going? After 75 years, you still can't take care of yourself? You gotta find a way. You gotta find a way to take care of yourself. But no, they're getting taken care of. It sounds like to me, if I'm not mistaken, you know? Pretty crazy. So they're getting defunded, at least uh, pause in the funding, because allegedly, according to Israel, which who knows, who knows, according to Israel, 13 out of the 1,300 employees were in the Hamas attacks in some capacity. The, those Hamas attacks on Israel. What a mess. And we're funding that. Spo- All of that is creating this mama taking care of people while these people fight the war. It's only enabling the war. It's only enabling these people not to be able to take take care of themselves. Get away. Get to safety. Hake doesn't know that Israel is creating refugees, says Yu's name. You're not very bright, Yu's name. You're not very bright. Um, You don't have to be taking care of them. Don't be taking care of them. Because you're only uh, allowing this to continue. It's like, the, it's like subsidizing the war welfare of Ukraine, in my opinion. Subsidizing the war welfare. Subsidizing these people not taking care of themselves. Nobody wants these people, it sounds like. The neighboring countries, Egypt. Uh, what's, that, what's that other one? I forget. All these other countries that are sort of neighboring, Jordan maybe, neighboring to Israel and Gaza and Palestine and all that stuff, they don't want those Palestinians. Why don't they want them? Because they're raised badly. They're, they're uh, put so potentially problematic. Problematic. It takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. So people b- blaming Israel for everything, like, uh, like um, Frederick, Frederica. Israel is 100% to blame. Uh, buddy, it takes two to tango. If they, if they didn't do anything to Israel, Israel wouldn't do anything to them. Or else they would just overrun them and take them over. Lay down and take it if you can't fight. <laughs> but they want to fight. So let them fight. Let them fight and don't enable it. I say, because this enabling from these outside people, all of this funding for these different countries and funding for these different refugees, all this do-gooder mama stuff, is causing more problems, I say. That's what I say. 
David's a first-time caller in Kansas City, Missouri. David, what's up? How you doing? Hi, hey, I'm doing great. Nice. Right on. I uh, was calling. I uh, first, I, I really enjoy the show. I thank you and JLP and Nick. You guys are awesome. You probably see me in chat sometimes as Internet Manster. Hey. Oh yeah. Hey. Um, I wanted to just give my opinion real quick about just a couple of things that is popping on the internet and, um, just get your feedback. I enjoy, I, you and I are similar in age and I just feel like I, I like watching guys that are similar in my age. Cause I feel like we are on kind of similar wavelengths. So I just want to get your feedback on, um, first the James O'Keefe thing, uh, recently he got that. White House staffer to talk about stuff. Uh, are you familiar with what I'm talking about? I know a little bit. Uh, James O'Keefe, uh, formerly of Project Veritas, his uh, company that he founded, but now he's on his own thing because his people betrayed him, which is so common. Um, now he he did a secret video where he went on. He pretended to go on a gay date with this guy. He went undercover, pretended to be a gay guy dating this guy who's in <laughs> yeah. in the Biden administration like a tech tech security guy and the guy is gossiping about his job and people don't want Kamala Harris uh Biden is on decline and Michelle Obama doesn't want the job of being trying to run for president right right so what's the big shocker? That's, I mean, we I all know. know that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that happens a lot with, that happens sometimes with O'Keefe and people in general. A lot of these headlines are like, okay, big wow. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. And I, I love James, and I'm not trying to um, harp on another channel or anything, but I, I, I love James O'Keefe. Yeah. But, uh, I just don't see the big shocker in his video, so I just kind of wanted to throw that out. People were saying that they, um, that it was uh, cruel of him to pull that on that poor <laughs> gay <laughs> staffer, but the gay staffer didn't had no business. Maybe they're right. I don't know. I I I don't care enough to have an opinion about the situation. You know of what they did to that guy. They kind of ex- embarrassed that guy. But he embarrassed himself. Yeah. He, just, he had no business talking. If if what he said was, if he's embarrassed about what he said, he shouldn't have been saying it, in short. Precisely. <laughs> he starts it off with, they like me because I'm so trustworthy. And then he just starts <laughs> spilling the beans. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so I, just, I just thought it was kind of a nothing burger, in my opinion. Yeah, it was I a dud. Like it's, it's just kind of tabloids. Yeah. And he was acting like... He was acting the 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 night before, like he posted, "Oh, if I die, or something like that." If they're trying; they're gonna try to kill me, but this is my job. I I've it's my mission not to just play it safe, <laughs> you know. And granted, right. it takes some it takes some guts on some level to uh, go undercover like that and then put that out there. Well. But, well, he's now he's like, I don't care if they try to kill me. Over what? You're right. <laughs> Stuff that everybody knows. Uh, just, <laughs> I, I don't think the Biden staff or White House are going to go hunting for James O'Keefe over this. Maybe right. something different, but not this. Yeah. 
And they've um, gone after but, him hard before. They've gone after him yeah. and the other group, Center for Medic, Medical, something like that. Center for Medical Progress, I think. They were the ones who exposed the selling of ba- baby body parts. Uh, that was several years ago. Center for Medical Progress. Yeah. There was this other under med- undercover group who were pro-life. David Delayden, back in 2013, he founded it and went, some, went undercover and found that Planned Parenthood was, or some of the people in Planned Parenthood were allegedly talking about getting money for selling the body parts that they, you know, they kill them. What else are they going to do but make some money off of it? Let's make some money. Right. Crazy. But they say, oh, uh, these are selectively edited videos. Or no, they say, they don't say selectively edited. They say highly edited videos. As if the videos are dishonest in their portrayal of what's going on. But it's an honest portrayal of what's going on, of the worst of what's going on. At least well, that they it caught. does expose that they're very oblivious. I mean, the guy sat right there face to face with James O'Keefe. And yeah. He had no idea. What I know, doing. that's Pretty, that's pretty interesting, because James O'Keefe is a fairly prominent and hated figure in even the mainstream media. Yeah. Crazy. Well, aside from that, because um, to me that's just a nothing burger, but yeah. I, something that's relevant I, I was hoping to get your opinion on was, um, who do you think uh, would be Donald Trump's VP? Man, I think, I suspect we'll be surprised. Because what else? Because he likes to be unpredictable, and we we pretty much know it's not going to be the last guy. You know the uh, Pence, <laughs> Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah, we won't see. I him doubt. Anymore. I doubt it will be Ramaswamy. I kind of hope not because. No, you yeah. can't have two alpha dogs up there. No, that'd be <laughs> ridiculous. That would be a bad move, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, um, I, I actually think, um, in person, uh, I think Trump might choose It's not, I'm not saying I like this choice, right. I actually don't like this choice, but I think a safe move would be Carrie Lake. She, the, is she the one from Arizona who's been catching? I don't think that she, that would be a safe move because she's, she's pretty hated. Is she the Arizona one who like claimed, uh, yes. Yeah, claimed yeah. Uh, election she, well, shenanigans. She's very supportive of the border policy, and she's really hated for that. She's the one who lost to um, uh, Hobbs, I think. And, uh, yeah, Katie uh, Hobbs she, or something. She, she tried to claim all this fraud and stuff, and it right. just kind of got her a lot of bad publicity. But she's always been very loyal and supportive of Trump. But, you know, we've seen that before, and it quickly changes. But she seems kind of like a safe choice to me. She's female. She's supportive of the border policy. Um, she's very supportive of Trump. Yeah. And, but I don't know. It would seem like a safer choice to I me. Mean, she's not as popular as Trump, you know. Hassan thinks it's going to be uh, Sarah Palin, and he's willing to bet. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a wild card. I know. <laughs> oh, I've, heard, wow. I've heard Christy Noam. Remember Christy Noam of one of the Dakotas? The one that has the... Uh, Mount Rushmore. It's one of the Dakotas, right? I think she's from one of the Dakotas. But I, I hope that it's not a woman. But, uh, you know, I we'll agree. see what happens. I, I not to, you know, it's, it's just, I think right now we need to bring back some, you know, people forget what conservatism is. 
Right. They think it's all about money. No, it's also about our values and our traditions. Yeah. And I think we need some of that back, some of our old values and traditions. I, uh, one of the things I love so much about Jesse and I, uh, was, uh, he really helped me find some of those values and traditions in me. And, uh, it's been a great, I found you and Jesse probably 10 years ago. Nice. Uh, and it was cool watching your development through the show and seeing all the other hosts come and go. And, um, I enjoy, uh, seeing the progress of the show. I really hope to see Jesse chronicle his show someday so I could get it for my children one day to watch, but we'll see. Cool. Interesting. Chronicle meaning like have like the full well, volume set available somehow. <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> lifetime set of Jesse. A full archive. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Well, that would be pretty you, cool. Uh, Hank, it's been great to talk to you. Um, I got to go, but I really enjoy talking to you. Thank you, David. Call me again sometime. All right. Take care, buddy. All right. Bye. Daniel in Texas is on the line. Daniel, how are you doing, man? I'm well, James. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Um, you uh, frequently say harassment is a, fem- is a female term. Yeah. Um, can you... Well, I guess I'll just tell you what's on my mind. Okay. What, uh, this might have to do with... Well, I don't know. Um... It's a military term. Uh, it, it has multiple definitions, but one of which is a military term. Okay. And, for example, harassing supply lines or harassing a... Um, typically what it means is it's kind of a guerrilla warfare tactic. Yeah. Um, it's when a lesser force attacks a stronger force. Uh, and the point is to have successes in disrupting the ability of the larger force to conduct... It's uh, it's basically a sabotage operation. Yeah. Now, typically, in, in sabotage, that's that's more of a uh, treachery. Uh, that's more of betrayal. Whereas harassment is when a known enemy combatant harasses uh, an opposing larger force. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, uh, by all means, if you are being harassed, call it what it is. Like, I would say Donald Trump is being harassed by these women. Right. Yeah. So I guess in that word, term, it is a woman word. <laughs> yeah. It is, a, it is a woman trait to harass uh, somebody because a man would just mind his own business, leave it alone, or he would uh, speak his mind and, and drop it, wouldn't continually try to be a nagger. Um exceptions to the rule you know there's there's times for like a a prophet sometimes a there was there's in the bible there's been prophets who were naggers to the ki- the corrupt kings and some of those corrupt kings tried to throw them in jail or behead them or were kind of antagonistic to them so that's interesting man <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, 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 the women have have stolen it and misused it, so that's what I mean by a woman word. And these victim-minded people, when it, when the Muslims and Palestinians accuse the um, Harvard University of not protecting them from harassment by 
people who are who are in the area or something like that. Uh-huh. They are. They don't. I wonder whether they consider themselves a greater force or a lesser force that they can't handle that harassment. Um, har- well, let's put it this way: harassment campaigns are they are done because they are successful. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there are many famous examples of harassment campaigns that have that have led to great success. And uh, you know, for example, the Confederates. Uh, needed to harass the Union because it's a larger force. Yeah. And, you know, Jubal Early uh, was famous for his harassment campaigns. He was in the, uh, he he uh, took a uh, the second corps of Lee's army and he went into the Shenandoah Valley and he led a very successful harassment campaign against the Federals in 1864 to the point where it brought Union morale to its lowest point in the <laughs> war. I could imagine. Yeah. yeah, because he, he you're even, disrupting. You're disrupting their. It's like the supply chain crisis. You're debilitating uh, the e- economy, if you will, of the exactly. northern armies and stuff. To the to the point where he he had uh, orders from Lee to he had a list of things that he had to do, and he fulfilled every single one of these requirements and more. And part of it was to distract. Grant's army from using its full momentum against the Army of Northern Virginia. And Lincoln uh, was so concerned about it that he asked Grant to come to to send a a large portion of his army to come defend Washington, D.C. And Grant said, well, you know, I'll I'll send some, but I'm not going to send the whole thing, you know. And so in that regard, he was successful. Um. However, the campaign ended in uh, an absolute disaster for Jubal Early. A Sheridan was tasked with handling Jubal Early. And at the time, Jubal Early uh, was faced with a commander that was kind of out of, his, uh, out of his depth in dealing with Jubal Early and his harassment. And he, uh, he was basically replaced by Sheridan. And Grant told Sheridan, do not attack unless you know you can win. We can't afford a loss against uh, what is happening here because it would be disastrous. And when commanders are saying that things would be disastrous, it usually means this will lead to defeat. So do not attack Jubal Early unless you know you can win. Sheridan Sheridan let Jubal Early do his harassment. He let him move freely in the valley. Jubal Early got very... um, Built up on his on his ego because he felt like he was totally in control of the valley. Yeah. But Sher- Sheridan was letting him get away with things until he he got him in a point where he knew that he could crush Juba early. Wow. And that's exactly, and that's exactly what he did. He he just battered and battered Juba early's uh, small army of the valley, and Juba early's command was just absolutely broken, absolutely broken. Whoa. But these but. And my point of all this, the moral of the story is, if you're going to engage against somebody who's harassing you, uh, you have to engage in a way that you will absolutely win. Yeah. So you need to look for those opportunities, and when those opportunities come, you should take them. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when somebody is harassing you, when somebody is antagonizing you, um, and they, uh, you, you see an ability to get rid of this antagonistic behavior once and for all, 
you should do it. So Interesting, man. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for the history lesson and the uh, alternative perspective, the original perspective of the word harassment. Is it harassment or harassment? I say, I say harassment. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> nice, man. Okay. Take care, man. Daniel in Texas. Wow. Al in Tennessee is on the line. Al, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? How are you, hey? I'm doing fine. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, same here. Uh, I was just listening to you talk about uh, a good running mate for Donald Trump. Okay. Um, I think a good sleeper would be Byron Donald. Byron. And the reason why? Byron Donald. Yeah, He's from Florida. I know that he's that black guy. Byron Donalds, yeah. U.S. representative from yeah. Florida. Okay, congressman. He's 45, yeah. sort of a young buck. Yes. Does he have the, the qualifications man. to take over where Trump to be, uh, you know, incapacitated ever? God forbid. Personally, in my opinion, I think he would be a good, um, uh, he would be a good study. And t- Trump would be a good mentor for him. Okay. And I think he would be someone that would follow in Trump's footsteps. Um, he's uh, he's a, a pro-Trump guy. Uh, I don't trust women because they change yeah. with their emotions. Yep. And I don't trust, you know, just like uh, Nome up in South Dakota, she flip-flopped on the gay issue. Um, you yeah. know, Carrie Lake, yeah, she'd be a good press secretary. Um, Stefanik, I wouldn't trust her. Um, I just think any of those other guys, like, People were saying Tim Scott. Tim Scott is soft. No one respects him. Yeah. Um, but but Byron Donalds is firm. Okay. He destroys he destroys people when he's on uh, in interviews. He's uh, steadily protecting and defending Trump and in the Republican stance, and he protects the the conservative stance. Okay. And you don't see too many people doing that. I don't like the no. fact that he's black. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> if you know the, what the I mean. Yeah, I, and I don't I, I know don't if trust. he's into the black thing at all. I, I'm not familiar with him all that much. It feels like a kiss up to the blacks to uh, to grab this black guy, and he's tr- sort of young. Well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go full circle. On go ahead. It. I'm gonna double I'm gonna double back on you. Um, Byron Donald is able to strike back at people who who will con- uh, contend that you chose him because he was black. Yeah, uh, he can defend himself on that. And the fact that um, he's a black male, um, you can't say that the Republicans are racist. You can't <laughs> say that Trump is racist. You're going to have the black females looking at him saying, hey, he's a You can. He's people black people male. still will because they'll say, oh, that's a token. They'll, yeah, but then, they'll say it racist no matter what. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you can say it. You can yeah, still say it. Yeah, but the thing is, he's, he's not going to be like a Tim Scott that's just going to sit there and take that. Because he can come back around and say, "Well, look at all the tokens that you guys have placed in the Democrat Party that uh, that are that yeah, are, it's uh, a, it, unqualified. They're all tokens. Like they're all it's yeah. like token city. <laughs> yeah, and, and my thing with black conservatives, and you know, I'm sorry, I, I'm a black conservative. Oh, okay. But the thing is, nice. I didn't know that. But the thing is, when when you're talking to many of them, it's like the black woman that was trying to run in New York. She's a Democrat now. Is trying to run as a, as a Republican. Yeah, she's she's Israeli. She's a uh, yeah, like Somali uh, no, Israeli she's from or something. Somalian. Yeah, um, Somalian yeah, the Jewish guy. They're not vetting these people. They're just taking them at the word. There there right. were people that um, that Trump had uh, endorsed, and they they turned on it. 
Yeah. You know, so you just can't trust these black Democrats who now all of a sudden want to be conservative. You can't yeah. trust them. You have to vet them and say, hey, where do you stand on these things? And what is your record of, you know, supporting these things? Yeah. And I think we should do that with all Republicans or people who call themselves Republicans. There needs to be a litmus test to say, prove that you're a conservative and we'll vote for you. Because yeah. right now we're just voting for people who just have an R behind their name. And when they get in office, we're surprised that, oh, they don't have those values. Well, yeah. the Democrats, they hold people to their feet to the fire. If you don't vote liberal, if you don't support abortion and all these other silly things that harm society, they hold you to the fire. Yep. If you vote against them, they'll primary you. That's and so Republicans true. are too scared to do that. Yeah, look you at know, Christian cinema. Remember Kristen yeah, Sinema, the female from yeah. Arizona? She was sort of a liberal. She was the first bisexual or whatever, senator or something like that. And she, was, she turned out to be somewhat reasonable to the right uh, on certain things, and they hated her. I don't know if she's even yeah. still in office. I, don't, I forget. No, I think she's running as an independent. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it's like we, as conservatives, if you want to bring America somewhat back to the right and, and bring some morality to this country, you're going to have to vote for people who hold the same values. You can't vote for people like Mitt Romney. Yeah. I don't understand how he keeps getting put in office, but the thing is, it shows how people aren't paying attention to who they're voting for. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, Joe Biden. Uh, I think all he did was rub people's elbows and uh, sniff their hair and, uh, <laughs> and squint his eyes and say, my son Bo, he died too. So you, you know how those blacks, there were some blacks who got killed in um, a drone strike overseas. And yes. Trump made one of the mothers of those black uh, soldiers cry. Uh, I think it was two women and a, and a man who were killed. And yeah. I think he called her, or I don't know, I didn't really read about it. But he's a phony, po- point is, he's a phony politician who is able to ingratiate himself with uh, these people, and maybe it's rank name recognition, and he plays along with the establishment, so the establishment doesn't try to destroy him. The media doesn't yeah. really try to destroy him. So people are suckers. But this, I, I think uh, when it comes to Donald Trump, he's he's walking a very thin line. Um, How so? The thing is, because you don't, he doesn't have the support. Uh, he, if Trump gets into office, he has to have the House and the Senate. If not, he's not going to get anything done. Oh, yeah. Just like like in the House right now, it's taking forever to get an impeachment of Mayorkas. It's taking forever to impeach Joe Biden. Because you got rhinos. They should have impeached impeached Biden over the border, not this dumb stuff about, you know, his business dealings. Impeach him about real stuff, failure to do his job. (laughs) But anyway. Yeah, but there's so many things that you can impeach him over. But the thing is, you don't have Republicans with the stomach to do their job. Yeah. Now, if you flip it, Democrats, you say impeach someone, they're like, oh, yeah, we're all for it. Right. They want to impeach just, him before he even gets in office. <laughs> yes. They were they trying to impeach because him. Because they have the Trump. numbers. Yeah. And the shamelessness. They really don't care. Yes. Yep. And no. they, Yeah, they have the media on, them, on their side. They have uh, these... They use black liberals who have no shame at, at being no. openly political and... Well, I mean, look at the people bringing charges and these cases against Trump. It's this, these black gals from 
Atlanta and New York City and that black guy from, I forget where. And they're all corrupt. Yeah. They're all corrupt. And the thing is, when you say black and Democrat, you just say corrupt at the same time. <laughs> right. They, they, they participate in government like they participate in churches. They run, they think the government runs like a church, which is poorly managed. Oh, and yeah. And there's nothing beneath them. Yeah. And they don't understand, and I, I guarantee you, 99, 98% of black people don't understand politics whatsoever. Yeah. And if you, if, you don't, if, you think, if you want to challenge that, I will say, well, look at Africa. They don't have a functioning government to save their life. You know, it's all the same thing. You have people who really haven't studied and have, really haven't, in, uh, in, uh, what did you say, How's, what's the word? They haven't uh, immersed themselves into understanding government and economics. You know what? You can't. Yeah, uh, I think the the exceptions to the token rule, if you will, is not always Republicans, because black Republicans are often whatever, too, uh, pushovers, too. But, you know, there are exceptions. Look at um, Justice Clarence Thomas. He's a solid guy. I think he's the most unshakable justice and most in maybe most intelligent, one of the most intelligent justices on the Supreme Court. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. So but maybe Byron is, Donalds would be something like that. I have nothing against anything that he's that I've ever heard him say. I, I can't really name anything that I've heard him say. I just don't know him. And, and the fact that you just said that said that they're not going to find anything on him either. Interesting. So he, they can <laughs> go and dig in his dig in his past, and they're not going to find anything. You know. So that's why I say he's a good guy. He, he will be a good guy to run for it for eight years. Um, and if he's, if he keeps Trump around to guide him and to push the right policies and say, you know, we could probably correct the problems in this country. And if he, if he's, he's a likable guy and you get him to get out there and, and help control the house and the Senate, we can see some changes. But right now you need to have people telling what the Democrats are doing to this country instead of sitting back and or going along with the with the flow. It's really they're attacking her. It's like what JLP says. It's a one party system, though. There, there's no yes, difference between most of the Demo- most of the Republicans and the Democrats, other than in uh, in lip service only. It's just lip service, yeah. and then they end up going along. Um, but is it is it the politicians' fault or is it the is it, is it the citizens? Because it's reflective most of us. Don't understand. Yes. Yeah. We're. People, I think you we're get the government you vote for. We're mostly a, a weak people. You, there's I not agree. much to. There's not much uh, cream of the crop. <laughs> I no, think that Trump's pick is going to be somebody that we didn't predict. That none of be that none of us have would have thought. But I could be wrong. Um, it, 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 everyone's guessing. Um, yeah. And I, I, for me, I say Byron Donalds. I look at all the other people. I like Vivek, but Vivek. Um, the the media has beat him up so much. Um, <laughs> I want him for being, press secretary. I don't like these female press secretaries. I think it would be he, great. But he beats up is, on the media. Yes, he does. But the <laughs> thing is, he would be great for this country because he goes beyond what Trump says as far as the Constitution and also bringing right. back morality. And we need that. But yeah. the thing is, he's Indian. And what's going on over in, in in the UK with that Indian prime minister, and he's bringing in all the Indians into the country. Wow. I think people will see that, and also see that he's an Indian. They see him as a foreigner, yep. and he wouldn't dare vote for him. Plus, yeah. he came out with that Obama spiel in the beginning, and that kind of threw people off as well. 
Yeah, he said so. something that was very similar to what Obama said, huh? I don't yeah, remember what people, exactly it was. But he yeah. said the guy with the funny name. Right. You know, and, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he like, knew what he was doing, but it. it just didn't come off well for some reason. No. Yeah. I think he I think if they use him as an advisor, he'd be very strong. Mm-hmm. Um he should be in the cabinet somewhere. Yeah, he's a smart guy. I, I respect yeah, very him on smart guy. I respect him in a in a lot of different ways. Yeah. So there's there the 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 trough for the for the Republicans is deep. You have a lot of people you can pull for pull from to to say, okay, this would be a strong candidate. Democrats have no one. I know, it's terrible. But well, they'll they'll <laughs> it's a mess, <laughs> and yet they have we everyone. We have such good candidates. We have such good candidates, but we're not selling them. Yeah, they're not putting them out there saying, "Hey, but but." Also, I don't know if we have no... any good candidates. It's for me, it's really Trump or nobody. And then well, I don't right even know what Trump. I don't know who would be a good VP pick. You you've named you've named uh, Byron Donalds. I still I'm not sold on him being a good VP pick. He seems he's. I know at 45 isn't supposed to be young, and, but nowadays it is young. And, <laughs> and be, you, know what, you know what I mean? Most of us are immature yeah. at an older and older and older age. And yeah. he just seems like his look is, is still a sort of a young look. So, well, I, I, saw, I saw him on that, um, at the, the tr- Trump Town Hall uh-huh. and, how he dis- and how he destroyed the, <clears throat> the CNN panel. And I said, wow, that guy held his own. And he just yeah. picked them apart. And I said, you, you don't find people that can do that. Now, you know? doing a good job with the media is one thing, and it's, great, it's a great thing. But uh, being successful and testing, weathering the storm and being all that stuff, Hank is an immature 42-year-old. Indeed, <laughs> Ned Post, <laughs> case in point. Uh, somebody called me a man-child the other day, and I'm like, well, I can't really deny it. <laughs> but... Uh, that's why I kind of like these old timers like Trump, who's stood the test of time and really gotten better with time because he wasn't really ready real? in 2011. But are we being real? Um, I was having this, this discussion with my wife. Um, you're not going to find anyone like Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump has, has um, uh, KMA money, and he doesn't have to bow to anyone. He's my blank money. Donald, <laughs> yes. I've heard of it as bleep you money, but yeah. Yeah. So the thing that they know they can't really do anything to him, they, you can't bribe him. Yeah. And just like with, and just like with, um, uh, uh, Nikki Haley, you know, she's bought and paid for Ron DeSantis bought and paid. Anyone that's not Trump is bought and paid for. You think because they don't have the resources. Of course he's bought. He can't fund his own campaign. My, my impression of him which I, I can't say what's going on behind him, and I don't really keep up, I don't really research these people, but my, when I look at him speak, he just comes off as sort of weak, sort of just repeating yes. Christ, Christian lines and the right p- political lines, and not ready. I, I would love for him to grow and go through the storms and improve and not be such a beta with his wife and stuff. <laughs> Which I don't yeah, know if he is, but he seems like it. <laughs> you'll be waiting for nothing because the people that are that have been candidates, people like um, uh, who was the other the first billionaire that ran uh, uh, Ross Perot. Oh yeah, 
you could you couldn't tell him what to do. Right. He had his own agenda. He held he he held his own against the media and all the other politicians. Trump came along, held his own against the media and all the other politicians, and he did what he wanted. Now Vivek comes along. He's set, he's come. Is he's he a billionaire? He's very rich, right? Yes, he is. Wow. Yes, he is. So you can't you cannot control those people. You don't. They don't need the donors. So if you are, are someone who needs the donors. And I can't trust you because yeah. you're going to do the bidding of your donor. Yeah. And I think the people, American people need to understand if these people are, are, are requiring money, they're going to kowtow to the people who are funding them. Yeah. So this is why Nikki Haley is still in the race because someone says, hey, Nikki, we're going to fund you. Keep running. Because we need to get, we need to smear Trump as much as possible to make you look good. Yeah, she's so phony. She makes herself look worse. Man, yeah, she Al- does. she's a clown. Al in Tennessee, it's been fun talking with you. I hope you call again sometime soon. Will do, Hake. All right, take care. Have a good one. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Man, I'm way past the top of the hour. I feel like taking like another call um, before I get to the the music. Is that okay with you guys? Joe in Phoenix, Arizona is on the line. How you doing, Joe? Doing great, James. How are you? Thank you for holding. I'm fine. Yeah, I like that call a lot. Like I, I like him a lot. Like, good caller there. Yeah, he's a he's a sensible black man. <laughs> <laughs> this sensible man is <laughs> right. I had no idea who was black, and then he told me. I'm like, oh yeah, I can kind of hear it now. <laughs> I've talked to him calling, before. I'm I just don't picture calling, it. Yeah, I'm actually calling to agree with you. Your call yesterday about Mike Tyson and the woman who accused him of, of rape. Yeah. She, two years prior to accusing Tyson, she accused her high school boyfriend, Wayne Walker, of rape, and then we recanted. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. Uh, and, so, um, she, so she recanted an R-word accusation on another yeah. guy, and then she turned around mm-hmm. and accused Mike Tyson. It, did and you, know, did you understand what I, where I was going when I said... According to Trump on Letterman's decades back, mm-hmm. uh, the woman went up to his room at one o'clock in the morning. That sounds like a woman looking for possibly the S word. I could be wrong, but it doesn't sound like a morally upright thing to do to go to a man's room by yourself at one in the 100%, morning. 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's not an R word. That's an S word. Say again? You don't go to Mike Tyson's room at one in the morning for any other reason than, than that. Right. Especially when a, a man who, who's a boxer in his 20s or 30s or whatever, um, mm-hmm. the height of his career, he's... <laughs> anyway, it's so obvious, but people think, oh, that's not an excuse for him to R-word her just because she showed up at his room. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> people, are, people are crazy. Yeah. No, we agree with him on that. But here's here's the real bad news. Okay, Alan Dirt Alan Dirtier, which was Tyson's attorney, and the judge would not let let him bring that that fact in that she already accused falsely accused someone else already before. Wow, it was it was excluded in his trial. Which See is these judges? Ridiculous. Why? Yep. What was the? Do you remember the the reasoning behind that? As you recall, and he said it would be prejudicial to the to the jury. Yeah. Which it would, but it, like there's a, there's room for taking a, a little bit of an extra grain of salt. What it's was fact, yeah? What exactly. was the? How did they convict him? What was the ev? What was the the piece of so-called evidence that they convicted him on? It was a he said she said trial basically. 
How, just her word versus his word. And it's a criminal trial? Well, Tyson went, went to jail for, I forget how many years. Right. And, That's and a criminal prime, trial. Prime, and the prime, yeah, in the prime, prime of his career, he lost years because of one accusation. Yeah. I remember Trump, she'd already, she'd Trump tweeted that he before. got railroaded. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And she had already falsely accused her high school boyfriend because she was afraid her dad would find out that, that she had asked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, back in those days, it, you're not supposed to be having the S word out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. And she, was she a black woman or a white woman or what? Do you know? Black woman. A black woman. Black woman. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. One last thing. I won't, I won't keep you. All right. Remember how we talked about how they're going after Alex Jones civilly first and then the criminal will come? Okay. If you look at what's happening in, in the trial... It hasn't happened yet, but they're talking about it, and it may, it may not happen. But they're looking at criminal perjury charges against Alex Jones that could lead to ten years in jail. Wow, they're trying mm-hmm. to bury him. They, it's it's wild to me how they're trying to destroy their spiritual enemies. It's not just political enemies; they're spiritual enemies, <laughs> uh, such as Alex Jones, Trump. They're, it's just relentless. All he all he's doing is harassing them, it, it, militarily speaking. <laughs> he's harassing a, a a bigger power called the government and the establishment, mainstream media, mm. and uh, and the the liberals are useful pawns. The the families of like, the, for example, of the victims of that mass shooting. Is it all related to that mass shooting thing? It was all related to his comments about Sandy Hook, yeah. About Sandy Hook. <laughs> That's wild. Because, because his lawyer, I can't believe this happened, uh-huh. accidentally, accidentally sent copies of his text from his phones to the prosecution. <laughs> I, I think proved, you told me that. Yeah, which, which proved that, that he was lying on Stan when he said he had no knowledge of some of the things he was saying, but he had the text. I can't believe his lawyer did that. I mean, if I was Alex Jones, I'd be suing him for malpractice. Huh. But we'll see. Again, it may not happen because it is a bit, bit of a long shot, but they are looking at criminal perjury charges against Alex Jones, like, like a lead to 10 years in prison. So just, just like I said, to me, even, to me even that's sort of like thin. People are such liars all the time, and then it's like selective enforcement, you know? Um, oh, sure. Well, but I mean, he bit the tech show, but he lied on stand, so. That or, is or they that, suggest that is the text suggests that he lied on stand. Because oh, I, I think I bet you I could I bet you I could read those things and perhaps explain it away if I were in, so interested. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> See, but, but again, it's another example, James. What I'm trying to tell you: they come for you simply first, then the criminals tr- uh, follow. Isn't so, it supposed to be the other way around? If it's a strong case. <laughs> uh, Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Because this but, is um, such a this is such a First Amendment case that it's ridiculous, in my opinion. Alex Jones. Yeah, um, because he did not personally he did not tell anybody to go after those people. Well, James, you, you need to read this. Even if he had to told to people to go after those better. people, say again. You need to read the incitement for to violence laws better. Yeah, that, see, that's crazy. Well, yeah, because he was not inciting violence not. at all, nor was Trump. It's crazy. It's insane. Well, we disagree on that, but that's okay. 
Anyway, yeah, it is okay because you and I are are inconsequential to these cases. It's just two guys arguing about something that has nothing to do with either of us, really. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, this is true. Anyway, yeah, Wayne Walker, Tyson got railroaded. Anyway, James, have a good day. We'll talk again. All right, you too, Joe and Phoenix. Okay, um, before I get back to calls, it is Fob Friday. Bob Friday. Alex Jones is not Adam Lanza, says Big Pump. Exactly. It's just blaming conservatives for something that liberals do, which is destroy families, uh, encourage anger, encourage single mothers, and separate fathers from the children, which happened to Adam Lanza. And uh, he was an angry, messed up young man. What a mess. Adam Lanza. Not to be confused with Adam Lambert. <laughs> it's Fog Friday, guys. Uh, this is Jackie Chung. I hope you enjoy it. I know I do. I don't really have high hopes that a lot of you will enjoy it. Oh, do you not see it in the folder there? Oh, we don't have the ability? Hold on. Uh, what's up? It's uh, corrupted. Oh, my uh, thing is... Okay... Aw, oh, man. Hmm. Oh, you know what? I know why. What if I rename it? Song. I'll rename it song, uh, a refresh, and then redrag it in, and see if that helps. Because I put it, I left it as Chinese characters, and maybe the computer's having a hard time with the Chinese characters, so I put Jackie's song. See if that works now, hopefully. Please. Come on, baby, come on. In the meantime, let me explain what this track is. Hopefully, hopefully it works. This is Painfully Waiting for You by Jackie Chiang, uh, which is Ding, Ni, Ding, Dao. I mean, Ding, Dao, Wu, Sing, Tong. So I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> you musical Philistines. And be right back for the rest of our two and your calls and more fun stuff, hopefully. See you soon. Mum 星星今晚伴我醉
盼想当天的一切能回味。想你想你苦痛，等你等到心痛，无情的北风将我吹送，孤孤单单的我有点。Isn't this nice? Jackie Chung. Such a great voice. <laughs> San Onofre Cliffs. That's pretty soft rock, also known as dirt. Well, shout out to Jackie Chung. Thank you guys for bearing with me through the beautiful music. I have some super chats to read before I get back to calls. Hang tight, callers. I do appreciate you.、Uh, someone bought a coffee. It's interesting that you seem to have no issue with citing the disproportionate quote unquote black on white. Ape Ray stats. Thank you for pig latining it.、Um, I vividly remember a conversation you had with Joe within the context of the Dylan Roof case. Joe said, "No, blacks are not ape raying whites out of control," and you said, "Yes, they are." So when it's conducive to your argument, you'll cite these stats on the women making the claims against blacks, for example. But in general, you don't believe it's happening? Question mark. I didn't say that. I did not say that. I don't believe rapes are happening. You can't have it both ways. I'm not saying believe anything. What I'm saying is, in America, you should have your day in court, not if there's no evidence. If you feel someone is harassing you, for example, you have a chance to go to court and present your case. Maybe you have evidence of your claims. Do you agree with that? What's the difference? I don't know if I answered that one already, but anyway, that was someone's coffee on the thing. And if you've heard me in more calmer circumstances where I am not interrupted by Joe, we're interrupting each other a lot in a conversation. One interrupts another. 
Uh, it just happens. Sometimes people are better than others at that. Uh, you're not able to say, now I know white women, white women too are, are almost as dishonest or maybe even more dishonest or freak, prone to lie as blacks, black people, period. Because they lie about, oh, white, did this, this, this. It was hands up, don't shoot, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, communists lie, SJWs always lie, hat tip to Vox Day. And women are indeed liars. Maybe white women a little bit less than the other races. They do tend to be a little bit more conservative. And, you know, people just, some people like to stick with the, fi- the facts of what happened. And some people get in their imaginations or justify lying. It's a shame. Uh, but I never, I never made the claim that rape doesn't happen. I just made the claim that a lot of times people lie. And on top of that, above that, whether they're lying or telling the quote-unquote truth, the facts, that they were indeed R-worded, the way they go about it is all wrong. You don't go public with it. Just as uh, what's-his-name said, my caller Mark, he called it humility. It's humiliation. You don't want to go through the humiliation of that, and you're not trying to drudge up, destroy somebody else over it. If you have a problem with the person, go to the person. And if you believe that the law should really be involved, bring the law into it. Other than that, it's nobody else's business, honestly. Nobody else's business. Uh, Ralph bought five coffees. Hey, Hake, hope all is well. I appreciate the show. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Ralph. Appreciate that. Barf boy. Sorry, kids, ladies. Bought a coffee. For some reason, I don't mind saying his name, even though I don't really like that word. Who's the, who's the cat that won't cop out when there's danger all about? Shaft, right on. They say this cat, sh- Shaft, is a bad mother. Shut your mouth. But I'm talking about Shaft. Then we can dig it. He's a complicated man, but no one understands him but his woman, John Shaft. And I don't even know the song, so I'm singing probably the complete wrong melody and whatever. <laughs> but thank you. Uh, Arf Bay Boy, Vomit Boy, Throw Up Boy, <laughs> Throw Up Young Man. Jessica Kerr bought three coffees. Happy Friday, Hake. Cool sunglasses emoji, smiling. Thank you, Jesse Kerr. Appreciate the support. Lamps bought our coffee. Hi, James. Any relation to Richard Hake, longtime WNYC radio reporter and host? And yes, James Hake is on fire. I. I recently came across that name by searching Hake on Wikipedia. (laughs) And no known relation to Richard Hake. At least not that Richard Hake. (laughs) Maybe there is, though. And honestly, um, I don't even think it's my blood name. Uh, By blood, maybe I should have been Roe. But maybe that was an old wives' tale. My mother may have told me. You know, like my father's... In my... As I recall, I don't think I dreamed it, but I've left it open that it might have been a dream. My dad said that they found Indian blood, like American Indian, in, not like Vivek Ramaswamy, but like Blackfoot or Sioux tribe or Cherokee or one of those people. In my grandpa, the doctors found Indian blood in my grandpa. Hi, And so we just started... Uh, doing a little rain dance thing in our family room. 
And I don't think I dreamed it. I'm pretty sure it really happened. But that could be an old wives' tale, too. <laughs> a la Pocahontas. Not the real one, not the real historical figure, but the one who's alive today, Elizabeth Warren. Crazy. Another quick uh, super chat from Big Bump, Desiree Washington, Tyson, Mike Tyson accuser, was a beauty pageant contestant and debutante. What's a debutante? A debutante, oh, he says, is to, is to be a virgin while competing. Ah, so I believe it was the humiliation that caused her to yell, Ape! Rape! <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because... I remember we would like roughhouse, you roughhouse, and pretend to be fighting with your buddies in 7th and 8th grade. <laughs> and I remember one, one guy, when he got grabbed by another dude, the guy's all, RAPE! <laughs> so I'm not laughing at about, an, about legitimate ape ray, when it's legitimate. Oftentimes, people throw, that's the other thing, people throw around the word ape ray, over, over anything, when it's not actual forcible ape ray. You know? Shaking my head. Let me calm down with these stories. I could tell more. I could tell more stories of stories that I've heard. Right? Stories that I've heard. But that's crazy. Interesting. May have been the motivation. Man, oh yeah, there was another, uh, a cash app. There was a cash app. Did you know Hake has a cash app? And I, I'm so bad about my cash app, so I don't really promote it. But I got a, uh, I got a one from Latin A. Latin A. In Cali. Says, you having to deal with R-tards. Oops. With R-words. Ray. I feel like saying etards, Ray, would be too obvious of a thing. One more. Someone bought another coffee. I'll make the question a little more plain. If you, as an example, felt like someone was harassing you for whatever term you want to use, or whatever term you want to use, you and you wanted to go to court to get an order saying they must stay away from you, in America, that is something you're able to do. You go to court, present what you have, if you have anything, make a de- they make a decision. Do you disagree that we should be able to do that? No, you can, you can, if you're able to get the, convince the court to do it, then fine, I guess. Some of these things are frivolous, though. What is the difference, what is, why is that different f- from an ape ray claim? It's not, it's not. But the point is, Mark from California and I have no say over saying, this should go to court, and we know nothing about the case. And just to clarify, are you saying that black-on-white rape is out of control? You definitely said it was. Is that still your stance? Yeah, uh, blacks uh, do commit that, uh, the ape ray, far more frequently per capita. Per capita means compared to their share of the population. You run into a random black, uh, they're such and such four times more likely to commit, c- commit it in general, or at least get uh, arrested for it in general, or accused of it or whatever. Four times more, more likely. Something like that. And then when it's uh, black on white versus white on black, white on black is virtually non-existent. 
And black on white is way, way, there's like, you know, 20,000 or so, plus or minus. In, a, in one of the more recent years that was counted, like, 08. I think after 08, Obama got in office and Eric Holder made them stop counting. Because <laughs> Eric Holder and Obama are dishonest people. And they don't like the truth getting out about what's really going on. They like to pretend that blacks are the victims and not the perpetrators. Well, they are the victims because they are the perpetrators. They perpetrate on one another. Most frequently, of course, and then on others as well. Because they have that roots resentment on the whites. So, Mr. or Mrs. or Ms. someone, indeed, you can, uh, just because it's a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage, it's still out of control. So-called tiny percentage. Ronnie in Ohio is on the line. He's been on hold for quite some time. Thank you, Ronnie, for holding. What's up, man? Hey, hey, how's it going today? Going well. How about you? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, all is well. Nice. Uh, uh, I wanted to call and kind of weigh in on the... Uh, the topic on who should be Trump's vice presidential, like his running mate. Okay. Do, do you support Trump? I do not. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, but I think his best chance at winning this time around instead of losing to Biden like he did last time would be if he chose Nikki Haley. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and why do you say that? That's his, that she, she makes the best, um, she would be the best fit. We already saw uh, Biden and Kamala Harris against Trump and Pence, and that didn't work out in Trump's favor. So he would want to pick somebody else that could uh, tilt the scales in his favor. And Kamala's not going to debate Nikki Haley and be able to say things like, hey, I'm speaking, or I'm speaking for women here, because Nikki Haley is a woman. Um, she's also a you, woman did that, you think that is... Did you think that Mike Pence lost to uh, Kamala Harris in that debate, the vice presidential debate? He lost enough in that debate for uh, Trump to lose on the main election. So you think he lost that debate? Yes, he didn't. He definitely didn't win it. Let me put it that way. Whether he really? whether he didn't whether he won or lost, he didn't dominate. And I think somebody like Nikki Haley could dominate Kamala. You know, I didn't would, have I did not have high hopes for Mike Pence in that debate, but he's dominated that woman. He steamrolled and stomped. He whooped that trick. <laughs> he did a uh, he did a, a, and I don't I'm not a fan of him. I don't know much about him, Mike Pence. I know that he's turned on Trump a bit, seemingly, but he did a great job against Kamala Harris in that thing. You have standard thinking in terms of the woman stuff. I wouldn't fall for that if I were Trump, hopefully. Okay, so who would do a... He's going to need something. He can't have Mike Pence, obviously. Mike Pence is not going to be his running mate this time. So yeah. he's going to need somebody that's going to do a better job than he did against Kamala. I'll ch we can agree on that, right? Not necessarily, because I don't think the Kamala was remotely a deciding factor. <laughs> On, uh, Me either, but we're yeah. but we're talking specifically on who his vice presidential pick is. So okay. that's why I'm specifically focused on how was the vice presidential race in 2020, and it was close enough in favor of Kamala because she's now the vice president and it's not Mike Pence. Right, 
And so, that was, so if Trump's going to win and or if he's going to perform better in 2024, as far as vice presidents go, he's going to have to pick somebody that can do a better job against Kamala than Mike Pence did. And that's no. not Kerry Lake. That's not Vivek. Um, I I can only I pray. Really know anybody else? In I can the only I can only pray that it would be someone who did as well against Kamala as Mike Pence did, because that Mike Pence Mike Pence did a beautiful job against her. It was a master class, well, if you will. And unfortunately for Trump, that's not going to be his running mate this time. Around, I know. So it's got to be somebody. So that's what else I said. I said, I, well, I'll trust Trump to make the decision, I guess, and we'll wait and see. And hopefully, it's not too cringy, cringeworthy, of a VP yeah, pick. You don't, you don't have anybody that you would hope. Not that he at picks all. Because because oh, so so I would kind of caution. And again, I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't. I don't. I'm not a Democrat either. So I don't have a pony in the race. But look, don't be so short sighted and only focused on the 2024 election. Because chances are, whoever he nominates as his VP, if he wins, they're going to most likely be the head of the ticket in 2028. Possibly. So you want to make sure that whoever gets in or whoever's running with him is going to be somebody that would at least be seriously considered in 2028, but then also wouldn't bring down the White House and would work against Trump. So it's got whoever he picks for his VP is going to be uh, historic because it's going to affect who, uh, the Republican ticket in 2028. So it can't just be, let's just hope he picks somebody good. I think people that are Republican need to really be focused and nominating on who they think should be the next leader of the party. I have if, I have Trump, very if, I have very low hopes for any VP that Trump will pick that anybody would ever pick because I don't know anybody who's who's uh, old enough and solid enough to be a great VP. I say old enough because you know Nick Fuentes, he would be great, but he's only like twenty five years old, and he's you know he's untested. He needs to he needs to uh, go through ten more years at least of trials to be ready. Now, uh, look at Reagan. Reagan had Bush and then Bush and then W. Bush. Those were not really good for the country. Reagan was, I think, probably pretty good for the country. And he had nobody else. He had nobody else. So what a shame. And, and that's my point. Because yeah. So Reagan, I, I don't, I don't if, have high if, hopes if for anybody Trump picks. So what would the state of the party be like if Trump had won in 2020 and he wouldn't be eligible to run in 2024? Then who would y'all really be putting y'all's vote behind? I would be saying, I would be saying that was fun. All right. Goodbye, America. (laughs) 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 Because it's Trump. It's thank you, Trump. I appreciate you for loving the country and fighting for the country. Uh, We appreciate you, President Trump. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, that's comedic. That's that's funny. Uh, <laughs> again, I would kind of caution against being so uh, short-sighted. I mean, th- this country's over. <laughs> what else is there? And and the country's uh, over, even whether yeah. Trump gets in or not. Like, but Trump will be a, a an influence for good, and hopefully, uh, he can help awaken more people um, by shining a light, being a as a fellow Christian, he is a light of the world, and he doesn't hide his light under a bushel. 
Yeah, it's I, y'all. Y'all kind of flirting with the line of idolatry. That's not idolatry. Jesus said, "You are the light of the world." That's not idolatry. He said that you are the light of the world. He is referring to whoever so he was preaching to. Who was Jesus preaching to when he said, "You are the light of the world"? Was he preaching to Trump or Biden? He was preaching. Who was he preaching to? I'm asking. It was either both or it was neither. It can't be Trump's the light of the world. No, I'm no, the I'm not. I'm, I wasn't talking about. World, but I don't know if Trump or Biden were around back then. I don't. I don't think they were. You're, a, you're the one who read the were. Bible. Who who was Jesus preaching to when he said that? You, you read the you read the Bible too. That doesn't. Yeah, I read it too. I read it. Do you know who he was talking to? He was talking to the people that were there. Yeah. None of them are alive. They're all dead now. I assume that you're so right, I guess. I guess I assume you're right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if they're you're alive, like, hopefully they can come out from wherever rock they had under and, and let us know what's up. Because anybody who believes in me will live even if he dies, Jesus said. Some, something like that, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. That's somewhere in there in one, in one of the chapters in one of those books. <laughs> <laughs> But man, I, I don't I don't really have high hopes for the country. I just appreciate Trump, and I know that he loves the country, and he he's a man for the job, and he's a capable man overall, more than anybody else around that I've seen that I can tell. So I I wish him well, and um, I appreciate him. And then other than that, you know, just it, it may sound nihilistic, meaning it, it's all meaningless. And it kind of is. And so let's just be a light ourselves and hope and uh, put our hope in God and not, uh, and not getting the country back because it may not come back. It may or may not come back. Uh, it's not I, something not that... Who are we to predict the future? Right. So, so when you when you say like our country's over after this, that's predicting the future. So I'm I'm I not sure you. where the pest. I know the pessimism comes from uh, from Jesse. No, the pessimism kind of about being. It's not just Jesse. Look at the country. Look at where the country's gone. The LGBT stuff is is dominant. The racism. No, it's not. Lies no, are dominant. Not. The woman they worship. Were, the, well, let me finish. The look, woman worship is dominant. Uh, all that stuff no, is dominant. And the uh, the hatred between the Jews and the not, and the anti-Jews is prominent. The hatred between everybody is prominent. All these things are all these hatreds and self-indulgent, spoiled, shallow people are prominent. Weak fathers, weak, evil mothers, messed up children. Division between the the uh, Zoomers between the women and the young men is worse than ever politically because there are women are all political now so what else what the races are on decline the black americans and the white americans are on a major decline the whites in general so it's a like what where is where is the light in the world but trump and a handful of christians jlp (laughs) 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 that's one way to look at it i I think it's real easy to focus on the negatives and and find the good examples of the negative yeah um but there are tremendous amounts of examples of the positive, and they're not being highlighted or focused on. Uh, I know they don't sell as much. I know controversy sells, and 
picking choosing sides fails, but I remember Jesse having a sermon about why are you choosing sides. Right. And that goes with anything, whether it's p- politics, race, uh, religion, where where you were born, even though you don't have control over where you were born, all of that stuff, it, it just stems to division. and Jesus. Pessimism and all that stuff lead to fighting and division. That's why I'm not... I don't really ascribe to the pessimism and the negative outlook saying Jesus, yeah, we're trending downward. Jesus admitted Jesus Oh yeah, and then the economy is a mess. Bill West is saying Hake is naming distractions. It's in decline because it's a debt-based system designed to fail. Uh yeah, I mean there's all kinds of stuff that I don't even understand fully. But uh What were we talking Oh, Jesus you said about picking sides. Yeah. Uh Jesus in the Bible, there were the there was a there was a f- two sides fighting between the Pharisees and Sadducees. The Pharisees, as I as I understand it, believe that there is resurrection from the dead, and the Sadducees do not. And uh, most of the Pharisees did not like Jesus, but the Pharisees and Sadducees both did not like Jesus. But Jesus did not did not spiritually get on the side of the Pharisees, but he said that. Th- they are correct on this issue about the uh, resurrection from the dead. And so the Pharisees were like, yeah, Jesus, got, Jesus agrees with us over the Sadducees. Yeah. So there's, there's times when one side has, has more facts to their side, such as, you know, the whites who are complaining about these different things. Some of their complaints are legitimate. They're, they're right about a lot of what they're saying. They're just wrong about being angry. Yeah. Did and I read? Did I read? Next... Did I read Sean's vomit emoji to your Nikki Haley uh, <laughs> suggestion? Nah. Yeah, Sean gave a <laughs> vomit emoji when you said Nikki Haley should be the VP <laughs> to Trump to in it, order to push him over the edge to beat beat uh, Biden, Kamala Harris. Which we don't even know if Trump is going to be the pick. We don't know if Biden and Kamala are going to be the pick. Really? Yeah, we do. We, we we know who's on that side, it's, it's and, a, and as far we we don't know who the Republican will be because the the issue is if Trump is the only name on the ballot and he ends up going to jail, there's nobody that can get on the ballot as a Republican after the deadlines have passed in all those states. But so going to jail to doesn't jail pre- can't, going to jail doesn't preclude you from getting voted for. Of course, people yeah. can still try to vote for him, but they're not going to let him out. Just be, if even if he does manage to get two hundred and seventy electoral votes, they're not just going to let him out of jail and say you're the president now. That's not how it's going to work. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. Ballot, ba- yeah, ballot access is a thing, and people have been removed from the ballot or not being able to get uh, to uh, assume the office that they may have been elected to just uh, because their legal troubles got in the way. Huh. But if the Republican Party is going to last until the 2030s, they need to kind of focus on the future of the party and who's going to be the leader instead of everybody just putting all their eggs in one basket and that basket being a basket case. I would encourage the uh, the Republican Party to return to uh, self-examination and get their get our values uh, hold to the values of right over wrong. And mm-hmm. stop kissing up to being popular. Uh, I one thousand percent agree with you. Uh, I have an uncle that was a Republican, and I don't think I know he wouldn't uh, be supporting the Republican Party the way it is today. Yeah. Um, 
because they, they don't necessarily show those values. If yeah. the Republican Party can get back to those GOP principles, you could see a resurgence. But with not having clarity on who's going to be the running mate, and as important as that running mate is, like when you mentioned Reagan, Reagan's vice presidential pick became president, and then after that you had eight years of Democrats to close out the millennium. Yeah. If if he had picked somebody stronger, now you can keep a snowball going and then you can keep getting Republicans over and over. And that's how Virginia did it when the country started. They kept putting good guys up for president, so they kept winning. Huh. And they kept saying, why, why is the president always from Virginia? Because it's always a good person that's coming from Virginia that's either going to win wars, expand territories. So if, if you could keep getting Republicans to head that presidential and vice presidential ticket, you could see uh, power there instead of having a Democrat come in and make everybody mad. <laughs> well, thank you, Ronnie in Ohio. Appreciate you, man. Have a nice weekend. Yes, sir. All yes, right. sir. Have a good weekend. You too. Okay. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I'm happy. Do you know why I'm happy? Because Joel Friday is not coming up, so I have an extra five minutes, maybe. Uh, it's terrible. Joel Friday TV is live. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Joel Friday. Joel Friday is TV is live Monday through Thursday at 11 a.m. But thankfully, in Hake's case, I didn't realize that I'd blown this much time. Uh, he's not live today. <laughs> but check him out. Um, let me te- plug him in the chat. American Anchor Baby is live at 4 p.m. roughly, right? Um... Nick, the American Anchor Baby, for Nick's stream. It's always a vibe. I encourage you to check it out. We have The Fallen State coming up. We have Church with Jesse Lee Peterson on Sunday. Shout out to the men who came to the men's forum. And the guys, I guess some of us are males, who came to the men's forum. Shout out, guys. That was a great meeting. Uh, (laughs) So that's cool. I have some beautiful music to share with you, Frog Eyes Friday. But... First, I got to get to Mr. Pink in California. I'll just try to get through these through these uh, calls, guys. Mr. Pink, what's up? How you doing? How you doing, buddy? Hey. I know you ain't got much time. I just hit a couple points. Sure. Um, while I was listening to uh, the last call, I just say a little little note, and this is what I think would be the best pick. And I'm not gonna like go on the mad detail about it. Um, I just I think because of the per- the the person that would have the most eyes on them to be the VP pick. Uh, and and have like uh, the most appeal to Trump's base, and I think it's the guy that's been buddy buddying up to Trump at the golf courses and things like that. From what I can see, the best pick to have the most notice would be Tucker Carlson. Oh wow! I, I think I think that guy he's been he's been like he's he's very on the same base. He's very you know anti illegal immigration. He's got all these all these points that he agrees with the base on. So I think he would be good uh, just on that. But he's but he he's just on the TV. Uh, unlike unlike Trump, who ran businesses and did deals, he's right. But a lot of Trump's reach had to do with the social media thing, right? And so Twitter has. I do like, appreciate show on Twitter. He Tucker, has a lot of notice and eyes on him. Yeah, he's he's pretty. He's uh, he has what seems like a spiritual brightness and and yeah. Love of tr- love for the truth and fairness. Yeah, and he's got the that, youth, and yeah. and I think he, you know, he hasn't delved into the political uh, side. So obviously, he has that same appeal that Trump did of coming from the outside to the end of like he's not part of the Washington D.C. you know swamp, as we would say. 
Yeah, I don't I don't see it happening, but I, I do yeah, love I could be wrong. I, do I could love be him. wrong. I just think that like I would I would totally, you know, respect that and that would definitely like solidify my vote. If as if it's not already yeah hundred percent for Trump right. anyway. Cool. Anyway, um just on that eight bray talk, um and you know, friends of Trump and, and things that we're dealing with, I don't know if you've seen any of that Vince McMahon stuff or been a been pretty oh, to I've, what's I've come only out heard about that. I've only heard Things here and there, I don't know. But Vince McMahon, the WWE guy. Yeah, I know you're not probably a wrestling follower or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I got a big truck driving by. Uh, Worst timing ever. Um, (laughs) So uh, the the thing is, is like, of course, it hasn't been adjudicated yet. And I'm a big wrestling fan. I've been watching this guy's content and the things and stories and stuff that he creates for years and years. And I just like, I don't want to believe this stuff. But I did. I definitely read the court documents that they filed and. It looks pretty gnarly. <laughs> it's not exactly the best. Like he was sending, you know, content to, you know, the tech crew and, and, and sharing, you know, the girl with like other executives and all sorts of mess. And, what what you made know, you read that stuff? What what made me read it is because I'm always following wrestling. I'm always following, you the, know, the, and this is the pro wrestling. What the, goes on the the fake yeah. the fake entertainment yeah, the, the wrestling. Fake fighting. The, I mean, it's, the exaggerated it's fake, fighting. but they're very. Uh, strong guys and uh oh that, that takes a lot of skill yeah. and it takes a lot of like commitment to you know entertaining the fans to do all that stuff you know it, it's not going to feel good to fall through a table do you do you care i mean do you do you hold it against him that he it, that he may no, have I, had some issues <laughs> well, well i look no no but it's like at the same time it, it's like that, you know, I've seen him put storylines on TV that he was personally involved in that were like kind of seedy and weird. And I remember being in my teens and twenties and being like, "Why is he putting this as part of it? It has nothing to do with like the the competition or any of that. It's just like yeah. weird stuff like involving his family and I don't know. But the thing is, I just I don't want to believe that, especially since it hasn't been tried and adjudicated. I don't I don't want that to be the thing because I mean, I've been like once again watching this guy's product for years and years and that kind of like is weird <laughs> you know people have about. their people have their issues and uh yeah exactly and is it a, is it a victimization it is this is this whole thing like a victim a victim woman thing yeah yeah well i was reading it and then i'm like okay and when you and when and, and you got yourself into this situation you know the like, women don't did? like yeah don't act like because he apparently offered her a you know fake kind of job when okay. she was having struggles and then eventually that became, there wasn't really a job. It was just that she was expected to basically be his, like, you know, whatever so they were, is, like, minx. So they were using each other. And now she's it, yeah. putting it all, all out sudden, there against now, him. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And she was like, oh, I didn't like it at the time, but I just went with it. And it's like, but, but, but you were still there. You if you went with it, then you were, do that. Yeah, if you went with it, then you're, you're kind of victimizing each other, being using each other. I mean... Yeah, exactly. Whatever. So it's once again, I don't want to, you know, jump to conclusions and stuff, but, you know, you know of course, all the uh, wrestling podcasts, talking heads, and people that have worked with him throughout the years are all like, they're all like, oh, you know, this is a tarnish on his legacy and all this and that. And I'm like, uh, like, just jump into conclusions. It hasn't even been tried and no one's been found guilty of anything yet. Okay, here's the, the other thing. thing. Here's the other thing. Jumping into conclusions about Trump and Biden and Tara Reid and all that. Right. But wait and see. Jesse said, have a wait and see attitude. Yep. And honestly, 
it doesn't concern you. It doesn't concern me. The only reason that you're having these feelings about it is because you've, you've attached yourself, your ego, mm-hmm. to this man who put out great content for so many years, and you appreciate him and you admire him, and right. you don't want to find out that he's a fallen state human being or whatever. And so, right, it's, so it matters is, to so you like, too much. What am I worried about, you know? Yeah, watch, yeah. watch yourself. It's a good opportunity yeah, to watch sure. yourself. Don't yeah, get sucked absolutely. in either way. Because you don't want to overly sure. defend him. You just want to just say, yeah, just be for the truth, whatever. You know, just like, once again, wait and see attitude. Yeah, because <laughs> I have not. <laughs> I mean, I heard something that sounded gross, and I haven't <laughs> been interested in even looking into it. I was never really into the yeah. wrestling thing. I had nothing really uh-huh. against it. I remember as a kid, oh, this is so fake. <laughs> but right, exactly. my friends I mean, I, I've liked always it. known that it was fake, but right. I just like the entertainment value and, and the, what a really respect about all of it, uh, like on just a side wrestling note, is that, okay, these guys are, are putting themselves through a lot just to entertain an audience, whether <laughs> yeah. it's staged or choreographed True. or whatever. It's like that takes a lot of skill. And I, I got to run, man. Commitment. Mr. Pig, oh, yeah, appreciate yeah. you, man. Take care. Much love, Hank. Have a good week. All right. Bye. Guys, I got to end. This track is Frog Eyes Friday. It is Masticated Outboard Motors from 2004, Ego Scriptor. Adios, America. Bye. Mark in Los Angeles wanted to talk about Haley. Worst pick. J.D. Vance, maybe. While the beaches are cold Set the branches how they burn like gold And bold sensations for the broken house Searchings by their shows I thought about, I thought about it the Fairies and ballers And maybe Rick. we're headed for the bottom frozen lake In Hampton, Virginia Sons of divorce, I feel my kind of Call me next week, guys Beating blood up on night star what for, dear? What for, Vanishka? Tell me what for. Hold the lines and blow your feathers right for the birth I owe. I fought the radar. I fought the radar. But the city that you love is a magistrate of nightmare. Famous legs we Someone with your coffee? We burnt the backs. I'll read it Monday. Hold the line, the variable sink and set upon where your face. I fought the Canadian band, baby. Adios, America. Bye.